0: Welcome to the Hole in the Wall business podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill Dement, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry and talk about the many adventures of owning a small business. Hello, Bill. James, good day to you. How are you doing? I'm good. I cannot believe we're December. Um, we're recording this. December fifth, it won't drop until the week next week, but we're already at Christmas. We're already at the end of the year. We're already in a time where I mean, we're already planning our end of the year
1: podcast. We reminisce on the whole year and James, and the guest we have is perfect for the Christmas atmosphere. Oh. This is his third trip in. Mm-hmm. He's an old friend. He's got the feel of a well worn sweater. It's, it's an right. easy podcast. Actually, we
0: we had to stop talking just so we can actually record <laughs> our conversation because it's just so so good. We actually have had uh, had this person, and this will be his third visit. We've had his wife in. Yep. Um, oh, she was as a well. great guest. And we we actually spent probably the past half hour just talking about how great Wendy is. So, without further ado, my favorite or least favorite saying, further ado, I'd like to introduce again Gerard Grant. <laughs> Welcome, buddy.
2: Thank you so much, gentlemen,
0: for having me. It's always fun coming back. Yeah, it's exciting to have you here. Um, obviously, uh, those who are fans of the show know that you are our business attorney. We've yes. had, you know, we, you've helped us navigate tons of contracts and buys outs mm-hmm. and, and franchise And had a and handful of fresh ideas today. Fresh ideas, yeah.
2: And I'm very glad that you've uh, had me entrusted with uh, handling, you know, your business's <laughs> yeah. legal needs. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, now you're with, uh, you have your own firm called Aventus Law Group. Yes. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Aventus, we did some rebranding and what we really wanted to focus on is, you know, the business owners and also succession planning. So it's the same thing that we do before with like business. We do general uh, outside counsel work, tax planning, tax issues. But we really wanted to, you know, focus on the transactional aspect to help our clients and provide better deliverables.
0: Yeah. And and Gerard's fairly humble, but when you talk to other people in the industry, and you mention Gerard's name, they all go, oh, yeah. You know, oh, Gerard. Well, yeah. well, we know Gerard. Oh. So I, I feel very- <laughs> always, I,
1: always in hushed tones. Yeah, I, I feel you, I feel very Good. blessed to have you
0: on our side. Appreciate that. I'm glad you're in our corner. Thank you. <laughs> we, <Yeah>. ever, <laughs> we ever need you uh, in that regard. Right. Um, so, and then just, I mean, just quickly shout out to Wendy. She was here um, yes. earlier uh, this year, talking about, about Wendy, her yes. her her almost side project that's turned into this juggernaut of a brand. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, great job, Wendy. I I uh, I ordered some of your room spray the other day, and it was fabulous. I, I I'm sorry your Black Friday sale went so well; you ran out. I gotta order
1: <laughs> some more. <laughs> yeah, there's worse problems to have. That's right. <laughs> know, that's right. right.
0: So th- those of you who want some beautiful lotions and candles and sprays, go to Winvia. That's right. Ooh, <laughs> Love and it, men's products, too. And men's products, too. That's absolutely. Right. Yes. So got to love that. Well, thanks for coming in today. Yes. We're rounding down the year. Yeah. But I thought we, you know, it's been a minute since you've been here. Yes. And I know you've had a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're excited on our side. We, we, we have a lot of really fun things happening in our business. Yeah. Um, the new training facility, you know, franchises potentially being sold soon. And just a lot of momentum here. Yes. And um, obviously, I like hanging out with you. Of course, Off air, but yes. just kind of fun to kind of lament and talk about life yeah. on here.
2: Well, no, I mean, I, you know, again, with the introduction, I mean, it's very humbling, but I also wanted to give a shout out to you both. Like, you know, it's always great, seriously, when you witness your clients just surprise you and not tell you what they're doing, but just do it. And uh, just to see the growth and then the leveling up that you all have done, you guys are just destined for greatness. And it's a really testament uh, to your business prowess to share not only the successes, but sometimes some of the failures with your audience so that they can obviously gain success. So I just want to give you a round of applause for even just having this. Yeah, let's get that up. Right, oh, right. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> for, hey, that for, feels pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Come on. We've got to yeah. Up. For 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 helping helping other businesses, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, then that's been
0: our goal with this with this show. Obviously, we want success in our own business. That's of why course. we got to bed every day. But yes. I love the opportunity to highlight other businesses yeah. to maybe shed some to, I mean uh, countless stories of people saying oh you know I didn't know that until I heard it on the show right and, you know or being able to drive business to other people who are part of
1: our, yes. our, our mm-hmm. home walls and it's universe. and it's been surprising and energizing yeah to get fresh ideas from people on the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's been a lot of fun well and we, les- we just love to learn you know and and
0: obviously we're kind of smart guys sometimes but we're not that smart sometimes and we know a lot of smart people though. Yeah. Right. And so I've always I've always been told you want to be great, hang around great people. You know, you
1: are the someone who you you hang out with. Yeah. I've Gerard. always held that philosophy. I just yeah. I love to hang out with smart people yeah. like, and just be a fly on the wall, Just listen. Yeah. Yeah. Tense hanging out with Gerard Grant. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely likewise, fits in that category. That's right. <laughs> that's right.
0: So what's going on in your world, man? What's going on with uh with Aventus and you and uh-huh.
2: Catch us up a bit. All right. Well, you know, we've uh, basically same place, uh, you know, we're downtown Orlando. And obviously, you know, most of our clients that uh, we have had, business clients, they've always seemed to ask us around this time, you know, I'm thinking of basically, you know, selling my business interests. Um, What do I do? What does that look like? Um, you know, we're we're thinking of a transition. How do we go from like point A to point Z? And can you guide us with, you know, doing that? And what I tell folks, and especially right now with like, you know, baby boomers who they've put in so much of their time and effort and energy into building this thing, this baby, that, you know, there comes a point where it's either we want to basically have it run in the family, or we want to basically exit. And what does that look like? And what I tell them, it's not just a simple like, you know, you're going to sell your business, you have to look at it from many different perspectives, right? Because you got to look at it from Although you're going to sell your business, are you really priming it up for sale? Is it in the best position to be sold? And what about the tax implications of the sale? There's mm-hmm. many ways that you can mitigate, you know, your your, your taxes, and those are things and conversations that you need to start thinking about before you actually start getting into a sales contract or putting that
1: business on the market. So, so is there a recommended kind of time frame if I wanted to sell a business that I need to begin thinking about and working on those things? Yeah, when you start your business, actually. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah,
2: when you start your business. Because, I mean, when you position in your mind that, look, when I start my business, I want to be in a position to also sell it. You're basically taking certain steps. You're making certain processes in place from an operational standpoint so that the next, like, say, hypothetically, years from now, when you look to sell it, it has all the right ingredients to be sold, right? There's processes. There's certain ways of doing things. You streamline the way how you deliver, you know, your products or goods or services to customers so that you're not having to worry about that because many sophisticated buyers, like that's what they're going to want to know. They're going to want to do their due diligence. They're going to want to look under the hood of the car or like, you know, your business to make sure that, you know, from a filing compliance aspects, if there's regulatory filings from tax filings from... Whatever you can think of, that's been done. And once you start thinking of in the back of your mind, hey, when should I start getting ready? Mm-hmm. Well, I should start getting ready right now. It will basically put those good habits in motion so that when you do decide to sell at that time, you don't have to go back and start basically scrambling. Well, and and you kind of have to think about the end early. Yes. You know, beginning with the end of mind is a, is
0: a favorite of ours. I mean, frankly, when I met Bill, yes. he was running Dement Drywall and Paint. Yes. And then he did the DBA's hole in the wall. If he wasn't smart enough to do he could have done drywall underneath yes. Dement Paint. It's not sellable as easily if it's Bill Dement's Paint Shop That's or right. Bill Dement's Drywall Shop. So but what is sellable is is hole in the wall. Not that we want to sell, but, yes. but you have to start early. And is the person are you selling you? Because if your business is all about you. Yeah. Then it's difficult to sell you because yes. you're not going to be there. Well, we
1: had this we had this yes. conversation many years ago. I remember yeah. thinking we can't have a business that's personality driven. Because exactly. if that person leaves, then the business is gone. What you have to have is a business that's process driven. Yeah. And the processes have to be understood and be able to be managed by anyone who would come in to run the business. Absolutely. No, I mean, I think you hit the nail right on
2: the head is that when you're selling, I think, um, this is personal opinion, like service related, you know, businesses, you have to think of it like if you remove yourself from the business, will it be just as profitable, sellable, marketable? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, in certain industries like my industry law, you know, having that partner's name affiliated with the business or on the door is important. But I think, you know, as a society, we've kind of, Gone beyond that, and we've looking at it from a brand perspective. So when you think of Aventus Law, you're not thinking of Gerard Grant, you're thinking of like, you know, Amal, Oun, uh, Bello now, and yeah. all the other folks that we work with. Um, that's what you're thinking of. And that's how I think that y'all have obviously got it started early, where, you know, you rightfully said, just instead of having it as like your name, you think of it like, hey, we're selling a concept, mm-hmm. and that concept should be perpetual
1: ideally. Yeah. Yeah. So talk, talk a minute about what are the penalties for not thinking ahead on this? What, what happens if I, if I have a small business and I just want to retire Yeah. and here's, here's the way entrepreneurs think. Yeah. They're saying, I don't, I don't want to retire because I I like working. Okay. Okay. So the argument now is, so you're going to work till 70. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can. Yeah. Are you going to be working at 75? Well, I don't know. My family has pretty good genes. I think I'm at 80 years old. Yeah. Well, I could still be hanging on if I have some kids. At 85, do you still... My point is, at some point, whatever that is, you're going to have to close the doors on this business or turn it over to somebody else. What's, what's some of the penalties? I would say that, you know,
2: not being age specific, because I do know that folks who've worked in their seventies and eighties, and they're a lot more sharper than some folks that work, you know, in their forties. But what people got to realize is that you got to be realistic, right? That, you know, sometimes you can't have that. you, You may not have that burn and that energy as you would, in your 20s, as you do in your 40s. Sure. Right? And I think that also, you know, making sure that we, we talked about branding and how important that is. You don't want to get to the point where. You've run out of gas and then you got to do a fire sale because of some emergency in your life, in your personal life happens that you got to sell and you're not really thinking of the transition. Mm -hmm. And the hardest part, I think, too, for entrepreneurs is like, you know, we feel like we're immortal and sometimes it's not like we think that every day, but it's just that we don't look at it like if, God forbid, something were to happen, not necessarily, you know, something bad as death, but what about incapacity? Yeah, If you're not able to operate, who is going to basically operate that? brand that you work so hard to cultivate, right? Right, And that's the thing is that like, we always got to be thinking of, okay, what is the exit plan at the beginning? Like, you know, to what we talked about. And once you start thinking about that, you know, if it's to the point, like, you know, you're in your golden years or you're approaching that time, you know the business itself like we talked about it should be a well-oiled machine so that you can step away and if you either work in the business or on the business once you step away the brand speaks for itself and there's processes in motion and when you start thinking about that early on some of those like you know situations can be easily avoided mm-hmm. and the penalties you you know originally asked there're severe penalties because in many cases if you don't start asking these questions early right like you know, you're 30 years in creating this great business for your family and for the community, they know who you are, God forbid something happens. Well, then who's going to run that business? Or if, you know, your your kids don't want to, you know, be involved in the business and you're not talking uh, of, of you know, what that next step is. And mm-hmm. then one day, you know, son or daughter or, you know, relative or whoever is like, you know, I think that I actually want to do something else. Well, that could be catastrophic if you don't really have a plan and you're looking to, you know, transition uh, from another business to another chapter in a yep. you know, short period of time. Yep. So it's always like, you know, thinking in the back of your head like, you know, I need to start thinking of it right now just so that you know, I need to be prepared in the future when I do sell. And it's not a emergency sale. It's like I actually can control the terms right. of that event. Well, we're not promised tomorrow, right? Right. So
0: <clears throat> things can happen. Yes. And, and um, we had something happen earlier in our in our relationship at Home Wall where yeah. where we had a partner get sick. Yes. We actually had one partner pass away. And luckily, thank God, we actually had some things in place. And so when when – one of us was incapacitated for a minute, yeah. the, the the machine kept running. Right? Exactly. Um, and kind of going back to what you, were, what you said last podcast is, yeah. you know, succession planning because what yes. happens if something does happen? Yeah. And and if you have a tragedy in your life, yeah. God forbid, you pass away or a family mm-hmm. member. I had a, my, my my old long guy that yes. um, I, I was telling the story earlier. Um, His father passed away. Yeah. And he could not. Yeah. Proceed with his business as planned. Yeah. And he just closed up. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't sell his book of accounts. He he, didn't—he literally just put his equipment on Facebook, and then he shut down business. Yeah. Because his life couldn't continue as it was because of that life event. And he's fine. He think he got a little bit of inheritance, so he doesn't have to work as much. Right. But— I mean, all of our, all of us as his customers, we were caught floundering, like, "Oh, what's going to happen next week? Who's going to mow my lawn?" Yeah, you know, he didn't have this plan. You know, right? This 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 legacy, you know,
2: part of the of this business structure. Yeah, and that's what we talked about. I know the last time, um, what we really try and focus on is, um, you know, two important aspects of your life, which is business succession planning and estate planning. And sometimes they're not apparently related but you know as a a counselor I tell folks look you got to look at it as like basically um, a bicycle and you need one wheel to support the other, right? Um, It's not a unicycle where you just have your estate plan and then that's it. Like you really should think of like, you know, do we have a business succession plan? And also do we have an estate plan that dovetails into both? Because, you know, in, in situations where we look at the tax implications of selling the business, right? There's so many ways that, you know, we probably need to do another podcast for this, but you can save so much in taxes if you just basically start structuring, you know, your estate planning and your business succession properly, right? Like you can really take advantage of so many benefits by doing that, by just being more proactive, to be honest with you, right? right? So that when it comes time to basically, you know, sign on the dotted line, you don't got to worry about like the tax planning. We've already covered that. So now it's really just getting the best deal. You know what I mean for mm. you and your family.
0: Right. Because it early, um, fixing, making sure that you're you're set up. You know, with all your corporations and whatever. Early. Yes. Will shield you or or give you some flexibility with taxes down the road.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And also like estate planning. Right. You know, we use uh, some strategies mm. where we look at, you know, making gifts. You know what I mean to your beneficiaries of uh, you know interests in in your company, so that you know the actual gain, if any, would be attributable to that relative, that might be tax in a lower tax bracket, you right. know, for an example. Um, there's money to go over, but generally speaking, like, you know, what we really like to do is to meet with the business owner, get an understanding of, you know, what are their pressure points, what keeps them up at night, and we kind of do a diagnostic to make sure that upon due diligence that there's no hiccups, there's no events that will cause a potential buyer to like really, you know turn their nose and just decide not to move forward. We've seen it happen, believe you me. Um, We've actually told clients that were interested in buying businesses that they ought to really consider certain aspects of what they were buying because from our due diligence, it didn't measure up or there were some gaps that were not explained. And that's one of the things that uh, it could be such a big, I would say, uh, detriment if you're a seller and the buyer decides not to move forward because of, you know, a matter that could be, you know, rectified or even corrected if they basically took the steps to yeah. get their business. But a gut punch say. that would
0: be to get so close to selling in the middle Exactly. Oh so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the fire sale. You know, the thing, you know, if, if if you're relying on that one person to kind of come in at the last minute to buy you at the yeah. and you're looking at, well, I I got, you know, twenty years in this business, you know, yeah. it's worth X number of dollars to me. Yes but if you built it around you right yeah and it's and it's not going
2: to be $20 million worth of, to somebody else. And and the, the hard part, too, just with that, it just reminds me of an episode or, or a matter that we were working with this year is, you know, one of the spouses was so embedded in the family business that the other spouse had no idea what was going on, and that spouse unexpectedly died. And then the surviving spouse, you know, we, myself and some other uh, advisors, we were trying to basically help salvage the business, but you know, it was just everything went okay. But I think that we could have gotten a better job had the mm-hmm. deceased put some parameters in place to make yeah. sure that there's proper succession. Yeah. yeah, I had a when when someone else who works on my house does um, all my sprinklers. Yeah, and
0: um, his wife. Does all the bookkeeping. Just yeah. does, does, does everything. She yeah. was in QuickBooks. She just ch- 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 had it all dialed in. Yeah. And so I he was the worker in the field and she was the front office person. Yeah, that's actually yeah. really common. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, she passed away. Oh, and no. he and and, and when I, I saw I met him, I saw him again yeah. a year afterwards. Uh-huh. And he's he's well, I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, figure it all out. So yeah. he's still trying to keep the work going, keep the right. money in. Yeah. But he then has to go home and try and play with QuickBooks. And he couldn't even get into the certain yeah. logins. And so he had to create new logins. And it was, it was a it was a really difficult task for yes. him. Because in my mind, one of the lessons that we learned early is that you cannot do business in a vacuum. You have you to can't. have outside people being able to at least to, 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 to kind of help you and guide yeah. you and and even have the processes written down. We've got yeah. a bookkeeper in-house, but if she left tomorrow or something happened to her, I need to make sure that
2: we still you know, it goes on, goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It continues. And, you know, one of the another aspect that I thought about with um, selling businesses is the psychological warfare that sometimes um, is 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 present during that whole period. Because, you know, you've
1: how long have you been business, been in this business? Well, started in the painting industry in the mid 80s, so okay. 40 some years. So we're talking
2: about 40 something years. Now, what would happen in yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been here at Honemal. Yeah, he's got a decade. Okay. At it. Yep. Now, you think about that, right? Where you've put in so much effort, energy, time. And even though on the other side, there's obviously like the freedom and like the, you know, you're reaping the rewards of your your hard labor emotionally. How do you see that in the sense that you're doing every day you wake up, you come to the office, you're, you know, interacting with like your, your, your clients and your staff. And, you know, it's as if like you are basically the paternal figure in, in this business. Yeah. It's
1: our identity. No, yeah. yeah. Your position right. changes. I, I joke sometimes, but I haven't answered the phone around here in right. probably seven yeah. or eight years.
2: And then one day, you're not doing that,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: and it's honestly one of the biggest. Uh, we represented a client where they've just, you know, built a really great uh, counseling business, and then they sold it to a private equity group. And in some times, I mean, you know, he would call me and he would basically talk about just um, anxiety. Because this is what they knew for a certain amount of time, it became part of. Well, their not daily only yes, routine. and
1: what you're saying is not only have you sold your business, yeah, you've also sold your life exactly. and your lifestyle yeah. because you're accustomed. I actually was listening to a guy on a podcast this morning talking mm-hmm. about here's the unexpected things in retirement. Yeah, is that you don't have that social group anymore. You don't have that daily built-in social interaction that yes. you have when you're on a job. Yes,
0: it's your identity. I mean, mm-hmm. frankly, we are in
1: the wall. So, yeah. yeah. If there ever if there
0: ever a day came when we weren't in Hole in the Wall, I mean, we gotta create a new that you know, part of our identity is gone. Yeah. Yes. A lot of our friend groups are part of the business. You Absolutely. Know? Um, and so like our time of day, we we when we're not at our desk working, we're thinking about hole in the wall. We're listening to podcasts, like mm-hmm. Bill was saying to, to kind of benefit right. the company. And then when that's over, I can I could see how that could be a little
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I mean and and you know that aspect is one of the things that like when we start to work with clients and not even putting it that way but when you're looking to um think of like selling or just entertaining that it's so advisable that you get emotionally somewhat aware that this is going to be the end result, that I'm no longer going to mm-hmm.
1: be... Well, that, that's step one is that awareness. Yes. I'm curious, how did your counselor, how are they resolving that?
2: Um, what we did is that when we talked about the undertaking of what they're going to have to do during the due diligence, we, for some odd reason, wanted to have them write a plan as to what their five-year future looks like after the sale. Like, what hobbies, what interests would you do had you not been in the business? And that helped with, like, the ease of the anxiety of, like, what is my life going to look like? You know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes that could be their escape away from home. That could be, you know, what thrives them, what makes them, like, wake up in the morning. I'm not saying that their mm-hmm. kids or their family doesn't do it, but, you know, there's some aspect of that, that, you know, you've seen something that you've created, created it successfully, and then now it's like you're giving it away. And, you know, there's that legacy question, like, is my legacy going to be tarnished by this new buyer? Mm-hmm. How is it going to be impacted? The relationships that I have with some of the employees that are staying, I, you don't want to tarnish that overnight. No. So, you know, what we did is that we tried to, uh, you know, just discuss, let's look at, you know, what you're going to do to replace that, uh, system that you've had for X amount of years. And let, let's look at your future. Like, let's look at new goals. Uh, th- this is not like the death of, uh, of an event. This is like maybe the closing of one chapter and the opening. Yeah, of the you're, new you're getting chapter. a new
1: operating system.
2: You're getting it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then also too, I mean, what we did, uh, is that when we worked with the new, uh, the buyer we also had a way that they can still have some type of input you know what i mean uh in the old business because it's just not necessarily you want to do a clean break some instances you, you you do if it's like obviously the seller has health problems or they just need to really just get away uh yes it's sometimes good to have a clean break but in other times it's not necessarily the case. Like you know, you you still need to have that mentorship and then yeah. also help the new uh, buyer transition.
1: Yes, right. So so that's not an uncommon approach, right? Is have yeah. the have the previous buyer stay on as a consultant yes. or you know as a yeah. At, yeah at least with some form of presence in the operations. Right. Yeah, I know many many of people who've actually sold the VCs. Yeah. and then
0: they they
2: kept them on for two years. Yes, just to. You make a
1: smooth Mm -hmm.
0: transition.
2: And we talk about that. And the whole reason is that like, you know, when you start with the end in mind, like we talked about, and then when you get closer to that event, that's when we really want to start to engage in these conversations to like, you know, bring in other advisors that are more obviously specified in their area to help with like business valuation, making sure that the seller gets their, you know, highest purchase price, but then from the other aspect of the due diligence and making sure that they're ready to basically engage in this and, you know, tax planning, we obviously, you know, advise that the sooner the better, you know, you don't have to be locked into contract, but you need to start knowing what you don't know and knowing what you do need to do to mm-hmm. really plan for that
1: successful event. So what happens if somebody hasn't, they they haven't thought about any of this stuff. Yeah. And then... They just realize, you know what, in a year or two years, I just want to be done. Mm -hmm. Is it, is there something that can be done for that guy?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Sometimes there's not necessarily a time, like I would say, like before you sign the dotted line, that might be a little bit like of a time crunch. But, you know, if you're looking at like a year before, like, seriously, you want to put your business on the market or really getting to the exit. We can absolutely help you. And I think that there's enough leeway that you can make sure that, you know, if there's any issues that need to be corrected, you can correct them. If there's operational glitches that need to be fixed, you can fix them. And just basically seeing how, you know, what financials, right? Because let's be real. uh, End of the day, that's a huge, important component. And making sure that, you know, you do an audit to basically avoid, any type of red flags, if there's due diligence on like, well, you know, you said that operations are X, Y, Z high. But then in that year, they had something called a PPP, which basically provided funding. Like that's not part of, you mm-hmm. know, operations. Success. That's we're, we're backing that out. Well, you know what? You might have forgotten that that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And then when they do the due diligence, it's like, hey, why is sales fluctuating? You know right. what I mean? From So it, it's like those types of like you know, events that we can craft the narrative to help with the seller. Now, I don't do it personally, but like, you know, a team of advisors that you have early on can help with that to make sure that you get the, you know, highest and Well, kind of going
0: back to what you were saying earlier, I mean, there's an emotional aspect of releasing yourself from a business. And frankly, being an ops person, I think of, I want to sell the business to you. Yeah. And, if you don't succeed, yeah, I'm going to mourn that you've just ruined my business that I've spent years building, uh, right? Yes. So I want to make sure that I'm going to hand you over the keys to a successful business yeah. as opposed to I want to snooker you and get you to
2: buy something that might be on the, on the last right. leg. Right. Right. Well, no, absolutely. I mean, because there's personal pride. I mean, you've had pride when you're like building this, mm-hmm. right? And you want to make a turnkey. I mean, the only thing that's going to change is just the person wearing that hole in the wall shirt, right? Mm-hmm. But it should grow and you should basically prime it for that new buyer to grow it. And obviously, if that doesn't happen, there's always that second guessing. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that I did not do? Did I not stay for the transition period long enough? Did I not... Basically, prime them of certain seasons and what you need to do to beef up, like you know, uh, staffing or whatever the like. Tons of issues that can happen, but it all boils down to at that point when you realize that, look, the emotional side. I've done my best. I've put that person in a position to success, and if they don't, I can peacefully walk away, knowing that I've done what I've done to basically help them grow. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just can't control it. That's just the unfortunate reality. But we do want to help and make sure that you do and put that new buyer for success. But it's just unfortunately sometimes that, you know, you cannot control the outcome. Right. Yeah.
0: Want to become a business owner but not sure where to start? A hole-in-the-wall drywall repair franchise could be the opportunity you've been waiting for. As a franchisee, you'll have access to our comprehensive training program, ongoing support, and a proven business model developed to help entrepreneurs like yourself succeed. With our low overhead costs and high demand for services, you'll be able to hit the ground running and start generating income quickly. Achieve financial success while providing a valuable service to your community. Go to holeinthewallfranchising.com and take the first steps towards achieving your entrepreneurial dreams. We've talked about kind of beginning with the end in mind, Yeah. <clears throat> we talked about trying to figure out how to uh, make sure you have all of the right steps and, yeah. and, and your process is dialed in. So you're not just selling you, but the the, but the business can stand on its own without Absolutely. you. What are some other things that we can think about um, now? Cause we have no desire to sell right now. Right. Yeah. But again, we're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. If something happened to Bill or myself, you know, if I got in a car accident tomorrow, Bill has to have some really hard discussions and figure out how to move forward with the business and yeah. vice versa. hmm so what are some things that we can just kind of start doing now um, or, or someone who's just starting out in business mm-hmm. um, to kind of move in that direction, knowing that there is an exit strategy? One of the first things that our franchise director said is, what's your exit strategy? Like, yes. As we move forward with growing mm-hmm. your franchise business. What is your strategy? When? How many more years do you want to be in this business? Mm-hmm. How much longer? How much money are you trying to get out of it yeah. when you do sell? So? Yeah. Do you want to sell? Do you want to leg, do? You want to gift it to your children? Yes. So those are the discussions we had earlier on. Sure. Uh, in the game, but um, I probably just stole some of your thunder. But just, uh, yeah, you did. Yeah,
2: so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but like, it's a good segue. I mean, what you've just described—that's exactly what you need to do, right? I'll just hit a couple of points. Um, you know, you want to think of the end in mind. Right. Because I think that that just changes the trajectory of how you do things. Mm -hmm. When you think of the end in mind, you really think like, hey, I can probably do this goal or this um, task really quickly. But if I think of the end in mind for the new person coming in, I want to make sure that I don't do it, but I also document how to do it, right? So when you think of the end in mind, that obviously makes you prepare like, you know, the uh, SOPs better. It makes you really think of someone coming in to make this turnkey, right? Because you're not selling what you individually do, you're selling what this great, The system, right? Really honing in on the systems, right? And then I also think of like, how do you basically increase your market share, right? Your reputation or the, you know, the company's reputation, like what are some of the things that, you know, you're not just posting, but I was reading uh, a post about, you know, you really want to come off as a thought leader, which you all do a phenomenal job of. So, I mean, that does not apply here. But for some of the other businesses, like, that's important. Like, how do you come off, obviously, as, as, a, as a thought leader, right? Because being a thought leader in an industry, obviously, it increases the brand, right? Not you, but increases the brand. And that's ultimately what you want to think of because at the end... You know, people, they want to buy the brand, right? Because they wanted to make sure that they're not just buying you, right? Right. Then you also want to think of, obviously, you know, succession. Um, In the event of you're not able to basically work in the business, you're working on the business. Who are the individuals that could be tasked with replacing you, Mm -hmm. Right. Because ultimately, you know, there's, I think, like an evolution as when you're in a position of running a business, like, you know, you really got to think big picture, but you also got to make sure that things are working, you know, and deliverables are being met. So, you know, think of like, who are those persons that really understand it, that you can groom? Right. And if you don't have that right now and you're thinking of like having your child or who, someone relative, you know, do that, you really got to have a hard conversation and figure out if that person truly has interest in doing it or are they just doing or, it. Just do, or so do it. they
1: have the ability?
2: Exactly. More importantly, yeah. do they have the ability? Right. Because the, the worst thing is to really, you know, have, uh, I, I would say, years of grooming, you know, your, your child or someone into like basically stepping into a role that you want for them, but it's not what they want for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the worst because it's going to come a time where I'm sick of it. I don't want to do this no more. And then you're stuck basically step one where you got to find that person. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that
0: we've found fairly successful with us is, is Hiring people, training people to take over certain tasks of your role. One of the curses that we do as home as business owners yeah. is we try and just kind of keep it all to ourselves. We're going to do it alright We're yeah. going to try to own it all. We're going to try to own it all. Yeah, and then we shoot ourselves in the foot because how can I grow this company yeah. if I'm always working inside the company? If I'm exactly if I, listen, I used to be the one that would help answer the phones, that would do the estimates, yes. bill would go to job sites and actually write those estimates on his yellow yeah. pad. Um, and then you know I, I was the one who's Doing the crew scheduling and yeah. doing the liaison between the the business homeowners and the crew and yeah. making sure the estimates were approved. Yeah. Well, how could I attend networking events? How could I build franchise brands and training? Yeah. And 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 bigger picture things mm-hmm. in this company if I didn't train someone like Mike Elliott to kind of step in and start running the other portions of the job. Hiring front office admin people, hiring, you know, yeah. bookkeepers and, and accountants mm-hmm. to kind of take care of some of those things. Mm-hmm. If you are trying—because, listen, if I'm doing all of it, I'm not paying salaries. I'm making more money. Yeah. But we found that if we can release some of those tasks mm-hmm. and delegate them out and train them accordingly— Yeah. We can make more money, absolutely, because we're able to work on the business instead of in the business mm-hmm. to, no, to steal. To steal a nice quote from somebody else.
2: Yeah, you stole my thunder again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the beauty of this whole podcast is that you know we are just so open and fluid with like these great ideas, and that's a, a big, I would say, lesson for business owners, even myself, to understand is that you know there's just certain paths that are better performed by really. Delegating, right, Mm -hmm. and and delegating among your team, yeah, and and
1: finding and finding that right team member. Um, When I when I first brought James in as as a partner, I realized he had a completely different skill set than I did. Yeah, and he was so capable. Uh huh. And for a while there, I was like, I felt a little less than. Yeah. And then I had this conversation with my wife one day, and she says, "You got to think of this as a relay race. You ran the first. You think James." was going to do what you did to get this thing off the ground never right. not in a not in a million years no i no, would not <laughs> so i i took yeah. the sacrifices i did every job in this company yeah. everything that gets done right now yeah. i did yes. everything uh-huh. but it got to the point that it was just too big for me and there were in order for the company to grow yeah. i was going to need to hand off that baton mm-hmm. for the second leg of the race and i was i think we did a Pretty successful job. Mm -hmm. There was a transition, a small transition there. And then what is amazing is I saw James finish that second lap at Holden Wall Orlando and have to hand that baton off to Mike Elliott. Yeah. That was interesting watching, you know, from the grandstands. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and there was a little bit, and it took took a while. Yes. Because James was used to doing this and this and this. And then bit by bit, Mike was pulling things away from James because... He needed to be doing those, mm-hmm. not James. Yeah, yeah. that's Listen, his decision. It, not James's anymore. Like simple things right. like like my, the technicians would go to Home Depot.
0: Yeah. and my cell phone it was the cell phone number for the account, so they yeah. would then text me every morning. Scott is here. He needs to spend two hundred dollars on, and I would approve it. Yeah. And he's like, James, why are you the one doing that? Are you up at six thirty in the morning? Are you do you wanna get those phone calls at six thirty yeah. morning? I don't wanna get a, I don't wanna have those phone calls at six thirty in the morning. So yeah. He says, Well, why don't you let me take the So he actually was just kinda of like yeah, just, know, step just, just step just by step by step. When you said pulling it out of me. He was. Like, yeah, he was. Ah, so he was yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> you, you can call Sherwin and order their, the supplies for me. So yeah. I don't have to. You can You. you yeah. can be the one to the point that
1: we actually let him pay for lunch every now and then. Yeah, we do. He, <laughs> yeah, he pulls out a company card and pays for lunch. <laughs> for us.
2: Just to like, you know, the, the training. See, we're talking about that training, you know. But that's so critical. Like, you know, learning when it makes more sense to like delegate. And then let someone else be tasked with that responsibility, yeah. than you trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. Because like, let's face it, we're all human. We only have a certain amount of like bandwidth really mm-hmm. in the day to focus on like, you know, critical like, you know, items in our business. And, you know, your time and calories would be spent better on working on the business than working on like, you know, details that, you know, someone else could, that's qualified and capable yeah. could do. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. And there's a sanity, you know,
0: aspect is that. Yeah, I mean, Bill and I talk about this a lot, but the order you get, we've saved up money, we've invested all of our time, yes. we watched our kids, but I want to enjoy life now while I'm still healthy enough to enjoy life. Yeah, so being able to relieve the business pressure by delegating getting yeah. that out, when Bill was able to go on vacation for a week for the yeah. first time. Yeah. And not
1: have to sweat. And I got paid while I was gone. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's another thing. Right? <laughs> right.
0: And not have to worry about, is the business going to be back, be there when I return from my vacation? When I can leave the country to go to Cancun for yeah. vacation, <sighs> and I can literally go click and I unplug myself for a week. Yes. And then when I come back, I know that if there was an issue, my team took care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sanity, that quality of life, if we could figure that out now, what I I... I my, one of my fears is I'm going to spend my whole life, I'm going to save for legacy, make sure my kids have good inheritance, and I'm going to work my tail off, and then I'm going to retire at 65, 75 years old. And then I have, through what, five years if I'm lucky, 10 years if I'm lucky, to enjoy the money that I've been saving, the life right. that I've been developing. And I'm not physically able to do that yeah. as I was now that I'm in my 50s. But yeah. but being able to, like, enjoy life as you journey through business and yes. life as opposed to waiting till the end of the day, yes. Yeah. that's that sanity that's that 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 kind of make well, sure that my wife
1: is enjoying life with me. You yeah, know, that's right. Instead of well, and there, there needs to be an awareness of that too. When you yes. retire, you're not the same at sixty or sixty five that you will be at eighty five. One of the gurus that I listened to, because I'm you know, yeah, getting like I'm thinking, what's retirement look like right. a few years down the road? Yeah, but he says it comes in three phases. When you retire, you got the go-go years. Yeah. Then you got the slow-go years. Yeah. And then you got the no-go years.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true that you did mention that because I think, um, you know, we've always been, I guess, crafted with this mindset that, you know, you burn out until retirement. And then when you retire, it's going to be like, you know, those club sandals commercials where you're just Mm going to be coming out in this, like, bright sun in the beach, clear water. I mean... Some people don't want that. Some people just want to be with their grandchildren. They want to like, you know, do uh, work that they could not do to support a a worthy cause. Right, And you want to be able to like not just bank on the fact that you're going to have the health, you're going to have the time to do that like 10 years down the road. So you Mm -hmm. might as well start enjoying that right now while making sure that there's a certain
0: logic to it. There is, you know, we, we talk financially, make sure you have a diversified income, make sure you have multiple income streams. You're not just relying on one thing for your sole source of income. It's kind of that way with your psyche too. Don't just have all your psyche, in one thing, yes. you know, have your, your religious church element or have a nonprofit you're working right. with, or have a side hobby or have a vacation plan or have a, you know, have the ability to go enjoy things outside of the, give your brain a break. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we, you know, like in, in this workday, mm-hmm. we go out to lunch almost every day. We, where we, we stop. We maybe make food here. But we do that on purpose to give our brains and our psyche just a little bit of a relief from the pressures and the stress of the day-to-day work. So being able to like step back to maintain good mental health is crucial for
2: longevity. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out. Absolutely. No. And I think that, you know, with regards to this whole topic that we're discussing today, it's like you've got to create somewhat of a lifestyle within a lifestyle, right? Like Mm -hmm. you definitely, you're working hard as an entrepreneur, you're like, it's 24-7, right? But the thing is, is that you still got to maintain a healthy 24-7 because ultimately, no matter how many great attorneys, advisors, whatever the case is, like your health is your wealth, right? And there's no estate plan or business succession plan that can really prevent um, situations from that deter- deteriorating. So it's always good to like what you just talked about, take that, like, you know, break during the day, because at the end of the day, your life is so delicate and precious that, you know, your loved ones need you, your, your, your friends need you, your employees need you, but you need to start thinking of like, in line with like that end, think of the end, you got to start thinking of, how do I get to the end where I'm not in a situation of like, I got to do this because there's no other option. You want to.
1: Right. And know, and yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be pressing right up to the end where your toes are hanging e- over the grave e- and you just f- sign the paper and plop, right. into, the,
2: exactly. <laughs> plop into the
0: grave. Exactly. Plop into the Exactly. Yeah. That's not what I want to do. I want to, I want to no. be able to sit back on the sidelines and watch my legacy thrive. Yes. yes. I, I agree. And enjoy life. I'd like I'd kind of like to do that. We all should. We all should. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, what else? Anything else
2: before we re- – we've got, what, 45 minutes almost of this already. Can you believe it already? I know. Time <laughs> flies when you're having fun. No, I think that um, we, we've covered a lot of the basics and, yeah. you know, w- w- with different businesses, it obviously is going to depend on, like, different situations and um, what is best for that particular business owner. But I would definitely, like, you know, cap on this is that, you know, you really want to start thinking of the end in mind, You really want to make sure that you have, you know, a good estate plan and business succession plan. And you really want to start thinking of how do I get myself primed for a sale? And, you know, don't just wait until you're ready or you have to be forced to sell because you might not get the best price. You might not get the best terms that you would have gotten if you started kind of thinking of, you know, hey, although I wanted to like, you know, work until I'm this age, right now, the market's showing that this is a really optimal time to sell because a lot of the VCs and all these other groups are wanting to buy. And hey, I I know I wanted like two more years. Maybe I can still work as a consultant or an advisor, but get the maximum price because, you know, cycles happen in the real estate cycle and different interest rates and all these other factors that you got to, you know, think about. It's not too late to talk to someone, an advisor, but at the same time, it's not too early. That's to be something to think about, you know, as you're navigating the entrepreneurial dream.
0: Good uh, words, good advice. That's the soundbite. I started. That's the soundbite. I'm gonna steal that. For, Don't
1: worry. <laughs> good words of advice. Yeah.
0: Well, if somebody who's listening wants to get a hold of you and pick your brain a little bit and hire Adventist, what is the what's the best way to do that?
1: Sure,
2: you can reach out. Uh, our website is www.Aventus, A-V-E-N-T-U-S, lawgroup.com. And you can basically, you know, feel free my email and our phones there. And uh, if there's any questions or you'd like to have a consult or anyone needs a consult, have them give us a call. I'll be more than happy to discuss their needs. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in. We will
0: continue this conversation again. Yes. Let's not wait so long to get you back in next time. That's later. right. You're Love here. seeing you, my friend. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been a great show. Thank you all. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall business podcast with Bill and James. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group and keep the conversation going. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to learn more about how to start a Hole in the Wall franchise, go to holeinthewallfranchising.com.